hello there! Welcome back to another podcast episode of I Love This, You Should Too. It's a podcast with Indy Randawa. Hello, everyone. And me, Samantha Hees. <laughs> I love that you told them it was a podcast <laughs> twice already. Yeah, well, I, just, so I really good. want to make sure that everyone knows what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> they're listening to a podcast right now in their ears. Gotcha. How are you, Indy? I am. Oh, I'm doing pretty great, actually. Feeling good. Do you want to know why? Why? I have a little little tip for you, everyone out there. I'm going to get real close to the mic and talk real quiet like this. Okay. Here's the secret. I'm leaning in. I've got my hands under my chin. Now, it's not something you can do all the time, but every now and then, and I'm doing that this evening, pretend everything is fine. <laughs> so that, that, that that's my tip. I'm just, I'm not thinking about anything. I'm just pretending everything's fine. And you know what? It's pretty fucking great. (laughs) (sighs) Can't do it all the time, though. No. Not today. No, because then you become a, you're in denial then. Is that what you call it? Temporary denial (laughs) is fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's just temporary, so it's cool. Yeah. So I'm doing great. How about you, Samantha? I'm doing pretty good. It been really sunny we've been having a nice fall so far i missed the rainstorm by literally three minutes today so i didn't get soaked having a good time everything's coming up sammy i have a big glass of wine good life is good right now. wow we're we're doing great we are great (laughs) if you wanted to tune into a podcast about people just being happy (laughs) that's it i don't even have like a movie recommendation that's all about the plight of American inner cities or anything. Oh, I bet you do. Nope. It's all, everything's all good and happy today. <laughs> well, maybe we should get into some of our things of the week. We'll each tell you something that we're into right now. And then at the end of the show, Samantha is going to reveal her big pick for me to watch for next week. Yeah. But let's start off with, uh, what have you been into lately? What's your thing of the week? Which is my new title for this that you came up with last time. (laughs) I like it. Um, My thing of the week is electric scooter rentals. They make me really happy. Please tell me more. Uh, They're just so fun to like zip around on and... It makes me very happy when I'm on them. All right. I, I don't have a bunch of follow-up questions prepared for this. For those of our listening audience that have no idea what you're talking about, <laughs> could you explain what they are? Oh, yeah. So our city is one of the few cities in North America that has electric scooters that you can rent with your phone. And I ride them on my, like, five-block commute to work in the morning, and I ride them home in the evening to the train station, and they're just so fun and zippy, and they're not super fast, so it's not scary, but just something about going really fast in a bike lane is, like, really fun. I've actually never used one of those. We're going to have to get you on one before the end of the summer. All right, we'll see. Because they put them away for the winter. Right, that's probably a good idea. Yeah. And I think some other cities, but especially our city, people just uh, abuse those things horribly. Oh because my god! On average, most people are terrible, and I that comes out in our town that's for sure. So yeah, people just like throw them into the river and like I don't know, pee on them probably. They people bully really, them. Yeah, people really like to walk by them and just push them over. Because of course they are there's bullying only, them. I said that yeah, as a joke. But. No, they are bullying them, and some of them are really beaten up. Um, they put out some brand new like models this year, 
and um, they're already looking real beaten up, and I think they've only been out for like four weeks. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. Everyone out there, don't bully anything. Don't bully anything. Don't bully your classmates, your scooter, your cat. I hate when people bully their cats. <laughs> I did have a friend though, because um, she was learning English. This is when I was living in Korea, and she mistook the words bother and bully. And I never, I corrected her once and then I just let it go because I just enjoyed it so much because she would always be like, oh, my dog was bullying me so much last night. <laughs> That's I couldn't awesome. get to sleep. Aww. And she had like the tiniest dog and she's always like, don't bully me. <laughs> <laughs> so dogs bullying people is very funny. That would people be... bullying dogs, however, is not funny. No. If or a scooters. tiny dog is bullying you, you know, I, I, I'm going to say that's allowed. You, should, you had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> if you're allowing yourself to be bullied by a dog <laughs> like a wiener dog puppy oh there is that wiener dog puppy that bullies us yeah he's so barky yeah, he's very angry he's, and then he's also like the size of a large shoe yeah he's he's, like he's sandwich size not big he's a subway foot long yeah <laughs> basically with legs um and he has the most high-pitched bark and apparently he's scared of bikes is that what his owner told you i think he just hates everyone i think he's a bully i think, I think he's a bully he just dog hates people yeah well, well that's a fun little insight into our lives yeah we get bullied by a local dog <laughs> uh, oh, it's gonna be a great episode i can tell already a really good episode good thing we don't have to discuss anything because i do not have it in me no because you know why i'm pretending everything's fine yeah. there's no conflict in me no so if you say hey these scooters are great i'll be like yeah man they sound great i am glad you enjoy them they Help me walk into work with a smile on my face. So I think that that is worth the little, you know, money that I spend on them. And I think that that's important to find something that you love, especially when everything is so restricted because of the pandemic. For me, it's a little bit of peanut butter in my chocolate banana smoothie in the morning. <laughs> that and gin. And gin. <laughs> that's why you're always so happy when I get home after work. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny? Oh, that would be gross with, like, gin in your smoothie. Anyways, let's move on. I imagined you having just, like, a, a tumbler of gin with your smoothie. Yeah, and it's like, okay, breakfast? Now it's time for lunch. <laughs> yeah. And then it's just gin after that. So, Indy, what's your pick of the week? What are you into right now? Other than pretending everything's okay. Everything's fine. <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell you about my thing of the week. It's a movie. Mm-hmm. It's available on Netflix right now. Mm-hmm. It's the story of redemption through friendship and loyalty it's a story of anti-fascist movements about the power of women and about flying pigs <laughs> okay you lost me <laughs> it's porco rosso what's that porco rosso is a 1992 animated film it's by hayao miyazaki who's one of my favorite animators, but probably one of my favorite like filmmakers of all time. He did My Neighbor Totoro, which we talked about many months ago. Totoro! That's one of our very good episodes, I think. If you're a fan of the movie, go back into our catalog to listen to that gem. But yeah, this is his 1992, 1992 film, and it's about a pig named Porco Rosso, or the Scarlet Pig in Italian. Oh, it's about a World War One fighter pilot who was like a, the best pilot around. He was an ace and now he's living as a freelance bounty hunter and he's like taking down air pirates and saving groups of preschool children from pirates and things like that. I'm sorry, this is a pig? 
And uh, he happens to be a pig. There are no other talking animals in this movie. Interesting. He's a pig, but uh, he used to be called Marco, but now he's called Porco Rosso, the the red pig, and because he flies this red plane, and it's a it's it's a great movie. I love it. I rewatched it again recently. I hadn't seen it in many years, and like. So you'd think, so why is he a pig? We don't know. There's one line that says, like, oh, too bad about that curse that made you a pig. And they never mention it again. Oh, you'd hate things like that usually. <laughs> no, but do I hate things like that? Yes. I don't think I hate things you like that. You hate lack of continuity in storytelling. That's not lack of continuity. He, there's a curse. He's a pig now. Okay. Okay. Go on. And he's not really treated all that differently. Although sometimes people are like, ah, oh, look at this pig. But then he says, like, I'd rather be a pig than a fascist, which is pretty awesome. That's probably the best line in it. And the pig has this old love interest that from back when he was a human. And there's one picture of them together, but he's, like, scratched out his old human face. We don't really get to... So there's some, some issues going on there. And so this person who's loved him all these years, do they get together in the end? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> there's this new person that could be a love interest. Does he go with her? I don't know. It's possible, I guess. Is there a clear villain in this? No, not really. There's kind of a rival pilot who's trying to shoot him at one point, but there's mutual respect there. (laughs) Uh, In the background, there's always the Italian fascist movement because it's pre-World War II. We're in the interwar period Mm. in this one. So it's kind of them, but we never really address them. Is it his own selfishness and lack of ability to grow? Possibly. This movie sounds so deep. It is. It has a lot of like classic Miyazaki things, like his love of aviation. A lot of his movies have planes and things like that. But I wanted to choose this movie for a pick of the week because I did just rewatch it. But I think it would probably be four or five down for when I like pick Miyazaki movies for you uh, to watch. So I think it's not I had a to first keep choice. it. I right. think I had to keep it to once a year. Right. And, once or twice. But twice a year, I only get a few picks a year, right? True. I can only do one director once a year is what I'm trying to do. But it's also his most realistic movie, which is weird because it's hmm. the one where the main character is a anthropomorphized pig. Hmm. That's so strange. <laughs> it is. It's um I'm loving the description of this. It's like about a pig pilot, but it's somehow still like really personal. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say too much because I don't want to give anything away. If you like Miyazaki movies, this is probably his most underrated one. It's not his best movie, but it shows why Miyazaki is the best. Hmm. It does a lot of his classic things. It pays no attention to what you want out of a traditional story. It knows there's a certain way things go, but it has no interest in entertaining any of that. Just like with Totoro, you're like, what's the plot here? It's very much like that. And it still has his very unique ability to find beauty in the details, and not just the details in his animation, which is beautiful, and for a 92 movie, it absolutely holds up and looks great, but details in life. He just finds these very specific human emotions, and he's able able to capture them on film, even in a movie about a pig who is a fighter pilot and rescuing people from pirates. Wow. So it's a really good movie. I definitely recommend you check it out if you've seen some Miyazaki and want to get into more. It's different than what most things are. And now it's also available on Netflix. 
Oh. I'm not sure who does the voices in the Netflix version. It might be the same as the American like Blu-ray that I have. But right. if you have the Disney one, Michael Keaton is Porco Rosso. Aww. And he's great. I love Michael Keaton. So he's in the English dub. And then the Japanese dub is great as well. Or if you speak French, listen to it in French because it's Jean Renault. And he's really good. <laughs> so yeah, lots of good options for audio on that. And a good movie that a lot of people maybe have missed, but you should check out. Huh. Porco Rosso from 1992. Nice. Everybody go watch it. Tell us what you think. Well, I think we only have one thing left to do, and that is for Samantha to tell me about what we are going to be watching next week. So, Indy. Yes. Do you like romance? I do. Do you like girl power? I do. Do you like love overcoming all obstacles? Oh, you know I do. (laughs) Do you like... A woman doing things only a man's done before? Fuck yeah. <laughs> then you're going to love our movie this week. Oh, I'm on board already. <laughs> um, so this week we are watching The Young Victoria. I might not be as on board now. I know. <laughs> Suspend your judgment. Okay. Okay. This is a view of Queen Victoria that you don't get to see very often because it focuses on, well, as the title says, her younger years. Young Victoria. Um, Is she like four? That would be, I'd watch that. No, she's in her late teens. Mm, Okay. Yes. So what do you picture when you think of Queen Victoria? I think of oil paintings and she is old in them. Yes. And what color is she wearing? White. Black. Queen Victoria. Black. Yes. You are correct, Indy. So Queen Victoria, after she lost her um, husband, uh, Prince Albert, wore black for the rest of her life. Oh, the widow queen. Yes. (laughs) Is that something they call her? No. (laughs) So this movie really kind of encapsulates her struggles before she ascends the throne and then her struggles once she's on the throne to pick the man that she loves because royalty historically are married for political gain and for um kind of convenience to forward like any any like debt or um needs of the country basically uh so up until this point, which is set in about the 1830s, um, up until this... Oh, for some reason I thought we were at a very different time. Which Victoria is she? Uh, the first. Oh. Who are you thinking of? Are you thinking of like the plump old lady in black? I think I might be thinking of Elizabeth the first. Oh, yes. So this is Victoria. Okay. <laughs> so yes, this is set in about the 1830s. Um, she was quite young when she uh, was coordinated. And it's really interesting to kind of watch her be very um, intent on being in charge of her own, like, her own destiny. And she meets this prince, Prince Albert, and um, she decides that he's the one for her. And even though um, she waits years to marry him, once she's on the throne, she um, has decided that it's him or nothing. And because political alliances shift so much in in those times, I think the 
Privy Council and the people who were her advisors were kind of had already shifted on to some other kind of advantageous matches that would really like help England. Um, so I think that it's really cool to see her like stand her ground as a queen in her own right and um, to kind of push for what she wants. And so that's one of the things that I really like about this movie. Hmm. What year is this from? 2009. Okay, so it's newish. It's newish. I was trying not to pick anything from like the last five years. <laughs> so this is a movie that is so beautiful to watch as well. I think if you can suspend your dislike of royals in Europe. Not just royals in Europe, just royalty. Royalty in general. Yeah. Um, but Europe, yeah, they they got some bad ones, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think if you can watch this as just a love story and overcoming obstacles and just how beautiful this film really is, I think that you'll enjoy it. Can I make some predictions? Yes. And we, you don't have to tell me if I'm right or wrong until okay. we actually watch it. Sounds good. I think I will love whoever it is that's playing Queen Victoria. Mm-hmm. I think the costuming and the sets are going to be amazing. And we're like, oh, that looked so good. But then ultimately I'll be like, yeah, but I'll probably forget it in a while. That's fine. It's not fine. <laughs> and I think I'll have to give a disclaimer about like how... They're probably all actually terrible people and are probably a part of some sort of genocide because they're royals. And us just assuming royalty is great at all things is dangerous and bad. But then I'll be like, all right, and now on with the movie. And then I'll be impressed with her strength of character. Okay. That's my theory. I'll be happy if that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you like to watch a trailer? Yes, let's. must have been 11 when I learned that I was nearer to the crown than I had thought. Her Royal Highness Princess Victoria of Kent. So I began to dream of the day when my life would change. And I prayed for the strength to meet my destiny. I pass the royal authority directed to that young lady. From now on, everyone will push you and pull you for their own advantage. You are unprepared. And whose fault is that? Should you ever need an ally, you have one in me. His Serene Highness, Prince Albert. What is it? Don't you like her? More than I dared hope. There will be more than one vulture to contend with. Who controls the young girl most? Who controls England? So I have no say in my own palaces. I am king! You will sign this order. I will not! How dare you! If you think that I will ever forget that you stood by and watched him treat me thus, you are dreaming. Sometimes I feel quite alone in the world. I know what it is to live alone inside your head while never giving a clue as to your real feelings. She found the courage to follow her heart and to discover her destiny. Her Majesty the Queen. Do you ever feel like a chess piece in a game being played against your will? Do you? Constantly. Then you had better master the rules of the game until you play it better than they can. You don't recommend I find a husband to play it for me? Not for you. With you. Based on the true story... There are plenty of people who will expect me to fail. Then they don't know you like I do. ...of the young woman who ruled an empire. You have courage and heart. You're stronger than you look. Do not lose faith in yourself or your people. Your honesty will take you through the storm. And the passion 
that ruled her life. We will take care of each other, won't we? Always. So... That trailer is dated already. I know. I know it is. It's not the greatest. I hope it's not a great trailer because from what they were giving me there, it doesn't seem great. It seems like a mix of a Hallmark movie and a BBC production. It looks better than that for sure in real life. Not even like the production values because it it does look good, but that trailer made it seem very, very simultaneously both overwrought and reserved to a fault like it had like the bbc of like holding back and like oh yes this is what we do and then it also had like a hallmark movie style of like this is the crux of my character and i'm telling you right now if they play chess you must play better would you rather a man play for me no with you i mean like okay that's that's the movie i get that that's cool that's like a that's a metaphor i guess I'm curious to see what the movie's actually like, because the trailer also did the voiceover that was completely unnecessary and had the the inner world kind of voice yeah, to it. Yeah, I didn't like that. It's a dated trailer, so. I tried to find a trailer that didn't have that in it, and there were only trailers that other people had made where they, like, really played it up as a love story, and then it really looked like a Hallmark movie. Yeah. So this is the actual trailer for the movie, and yes, it is. It seems very dated with that voiceover, especially. That's the thing. Like, you can't... I tend to not watch trailers in my viewing outside of the show. I just go watch something, because that trailer doesn't look great, and I don't want mm-hmm. it to kind of color what I feel. But all I can say is that... I'm interested to see the performances and set design and stuff like that. And then the story didn't look great from the trailer. So I'm just going to not even think about how the story was presented in the trailer and just see what happens. That's probably for the best. Yeah. Um. So do you like Martin Scorsese? I do. Did you see his name in the trailer? I saw it as a producer, which yeah, means so he's very little to me. But and also, he... like, Sarah Ferguson was a producer, yeah. no? <laughs> so, like, if you're like, oh, we have the filmmaking minds of Scorsese and Fergie. And like, <laughs> okay, they probably balance each other out. Um, so, Martin Scorsese was brought on as a co-executive producer because he knows pretty much all there is to know about British history. Because he is someone that you want on a period piece like this because he is actually surprisingly knowledgeable about this kind of thing. You'd think he'd make a movie about that. Has he that I just didn't notice? Um, Someone will yell at me if he has. So the other executive producer, Graham King, has worked with Martin Scorsese quite a bit. And Graham King's thing is period pieces. So I think that he's been kind of peripherally involved with the some things like this okay yeah so i thought that was kind of neat and i definitely think that um this is a very factually kind of accurate portrayal of this story there was um a i can't remember which tv network it was but there was a um kind of a a mini series based on this as well that came out about the same time if not a little bit later um that kind of made it a little bit more splashy and sassy and um oh i love that splash and sass <laughs> splash and sass yeah uh it's my favorite teen magazine as well 
It's about it's a teenage girl surfing magazine. Yeah, splash and sass. Yeah, so and it was um, kind of compared to this movie quite a bit um, because uh, they both have very similar kind of time periods for this queen. So um, I think that this was the one that came out kind of on top, this movie. Um, It's kind of applauded by historians as very factually accurate. And um, I think it's just beautiful to watch. Well, that sounds interesting to watch. I think this is a time that I don't know a lot about. Everything I know is from British like fiction of the time. I've mm. read a lot of authors from this period, but I don't know the history outside of how it affected the authors. Mm-hmm. So this will be like something that I probably should have known out known about longer ago. But I yeah, I haven't watched any movies about it because of my distaste of royalty and. I didn't think there were a lot of great ones out there. There was that Elizabeth I know about. Mm -hmm. And other royalty, I feel like, has been on film more often. Is that true? Elizabeth has for sure because she was very much like a warrior queen and she never married. And she was very much part of a dynasty. She was the last of the Tudor queens. She was um, like so strong and independent that she kind of paved the way for Victoria. Okay, gotcha. She's the reason that Victoria could rule. Cool. By herself. So where can everyone watch this right now? Uh, you can actually find it on Netflix. Um, it is available um, on Netflix. You can rent it, I think, on uh, YouTube. I don't really understand how YouTube... I think YouTube and rentals. Amazon both do lots of yeah, rental stuff, so but I never use them. You can find it on both, um, but Netflix has it... Canadian Netflix has it for free. I'm not sure about American Netflix. Um, but I would definitely recommend watching it before we talk about it next week. All right. Well, let's go do that. Okay. Any last things that myself and our listeners have to look out for in this picture? Um, keep an open mind. Enjoy the costuming and the sets and just follow that love story. That's good advice in life. Yeah. Keep an open mind. Enjoy the outfits and the sets and follow your love. Exactly. Wow, that's great advice, Samantha. <laughs> Thank you. I like that this is that you've gotten to the point where you can both give effective film criticism and just drop life advice like that at the same time. Just, just smooth, smooth life advice. Smooth life advice with Samantha Hees. Look out for that spin-off show coming soon. <laughs> Okay, well, we will see you next week when we discuss The Young Victoria. Let us know if you've seen this already or if you have a favorite period movie. And we will uh, talk about it next week. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. It's hard to... Keep talking about your pig movie.